big bib. Hey, Kayla. Hi, Ayana. <laughs> Welcome to Fill in the Blank Podcast. Welcome. Um, What's up? Ayana. I'm sorry. I'm reading these messages. These people are getting on my nerves. No, no messages right now. Welcome to Fill in the Blank Podcast, where we don't read messages. Wait, that didn't come out right. Uh, hey, Ayana. How are you doing outside of the rah-rahs and your DMs? Um, I'm doing really good. I had a therapy session yesterday. Oh, we we came to a discovery on the way that I learn mm. my uh, basically my learning pattern in life. What is your learning pattern? So I do this thing where, and I feel like it happens every six months. Is what we kind of decided because it's been happening every six months for like years now. Mm-hmm. Um, where I uh, everything will be good. I'll have like some form of revolution, uh, re- revolution, <laughs> some form of uh, resolution and clarity and understanding, and then like some time will pass and then I'll go through another cycle of where it's just like things feel unsettled or I'm Mm. having revelations and confusion at the same time. Mm. So like new revelations will come up that I have to process. There's confusion going on, confusion, confusion. And for some strange reason, always around the same time, everything kind of gets resolved. It's like a weird thing. No, it's not weird. I feel like that's not weird at all. I feel like that's like what you were saying that you and your counselor discover is the way that you learn. Yeah. And everybody has different processes and how they learn things. Yeah. And so it doesn't make it weird that that's the way that you do yeah. it. Yeah. I think it was also kind of um, enlightening for her to just even understanding the way that I learned. Because, you know, she was, I mean, she was concerned there for a minute. Mm-hmm. Like, ooh, I don't know. Like, oh. what's happening? Yeah. Like, <laughs> what? What is, what is this? What, yeah. What's going on, boo? But now it's like, okay, you may be going through that for a minute, but it won't last long yeah. at all. Because eventually I get to a point where like, I got to figure this shit out. Yeah. And that's beautiful because the thing about it is you're still coming back to yourself to understand that you want to be better than mm-hmm. whatever the situation or thing is that's happening. At the Even moment. when I think I'm being so stubborn, I'm like, no, I don't want to grow. I don't mm-hmm. want to grow. I have no choice but to like move toward growth because yeah. I'm uncomfortable with kind of just staying stagnant. Yep. I like that. I like that, too. That's great. I love me. I love you, too. <laughs> I feel like I've been coming to a lot of like realizations about myself too, because I'm kind of in the opposite season as you. Hmm. I'm very, I don't know what is happening. I was kind of talking about this on, um, I don't know if I posted on Instagram, but I was talking about it on TikTok, just about how like the whole vision for my life is kind of shifting right now. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think that it's completely changing. I think that a lot of the things are things that are carrying over, but I feel like I'm in a shedding period of like Mm -hmm. having to release things that are not serving me so that new things can serve me. Yeah. And that's more so in terms of my career life. I feel like I've done that a lot when it comes to my friendships um, friendships Mm -hmm. and relationship life, but Mm -hmm. This is the first time I think I'm really being forced to do it in my career life. And I'm having to look closer, like, okay, what is the real vision now? Mm-hmm. And um, I'm also being more strategic with what... <laughs> it's your birthday. <laughs> so not, the, not the face. The... Um, I'm being more strategic now 
about things that I'm trying to take on in my life because mm-hmm. of that. And so um, I don't know if I said it on here, but right now, well, not anymore, but I was a cheer coach at the school because I got excited when I got to the school. Cause I always dreamed of being a cheer coach when I was like in, when I first started working with schools mm-hmm. and then now that like marriage just happened yeah. and I am coming to this sense of like revelation about my career life as well and what suited for me and not suited for me. I was like, this is an old dream. Like this isn't a new dream. Like this isn't a current dream that I have. Wow. And I still was attached to it. And I carried it over into this new part of my life, even though it did did not fit. I think that's fair though. I think it takes a while for you to kind of realize like, oh, wow, I like, I actually really have changed. And Mm -hmm. like what I want is actually very different. Cause when you're one way for a very long, that's a, that's a thing. I think we're just at that age where things really are shifting and we have been fairly the same for the most part with with some growth patterns but nonetheless like the same for a, a fair like two decades <laughs> no it's true <laughs> like it's true but we're at that age where you know we're we're getting older big things are happening and those big things are shifting us yeah. and are changing us and we're adulting and, and we're so adulting. Once, once you start really adulting you yeah. start to change your mind about certain things that you thought that you wanted to do versus what you want to do now. Yeah. And I think that that's the thing that has been really shifting my mind. I'm starting to think more practically about my career life. It's not just, oh, I want to help people. So whatever it takes, it's like, no, I would like to help people in some way, but I also really care about uh, the lifestyle that I'm going to have. And I need to be in a career where I'm going to grow. I need to be in a career where uh, I can hit at least a certain financial goal Mm -hmm. that I have. So I'm just starting to change my mind about a lot of things. Things and it's making me realize like, ooh, this does not fit me. But you know what that is? Even that is growth. Because like the the picture is getting clearer. Mm-hmm. You're growing a better understanding of yourself, of your life, of where you want to go. Mm-hmm. And it's shifting. It's changing. Yeah. I think I'm also getting more comfortable in discomfort. Mm. I think I've had a very hard time with that. And it has caused me in the past to not pursue things that made me feel uncomfortable I would I've never been a person that enjoyed learning yeah. like I was just like oh I'm gonna do what I gotta do to get You're by like, what's and, the least challenging and what's the easiest <laughs> what's the easiest what's the least challenging what is gonna require the minimal effort from me no I feel that and so now I'm kind of growing out of that where I'm just like but there's there's no fulfillment behind that yeah fulfillment behind me doing the easy thing does not exist so yeah. So yeah, I'm just kind of releasing that now. And I am on to wanting to learn. I'm trying to enjoy learning. Mm -hmm. I've never been an enjoyer of learning. Mm -hmm. Never been my thing. But I'm trying to enjoy learning. I'm trying to challenge myself and put myself in positions where it's like, if there's something I'm interested in, it's okay if I have to work hard at it. Yeah. I can work hard and get to where I want to be. Yeah. So yeah. In some ways, like I, I feel like where we are is very normal. It's very it natural. But also, I wish I had learned this a lot earlier. <laughs> well, this is a perfect segue <laughs> because today we are talking about things that we wish our younger self knew. Yes. Or for those of you who are younger than us, this is our dear little sis episode to you of things that maybe you can take from the lessons that we wish that we learned when we were younger. 
You could start. I just farted. Oh, beautiful. Glad we have this occasion candle burning um, so I don't have to smell it. <laughs> you know what one of my things is? What? You don't have to have everything figured out. Oh, Ever. Ever. Literally ever. Life is full and you can change your mind and that's okay. Wow. But then I also put, but also life does, well, time and life does continue regardless if you're going to do anything with it or not. So That's a big lesson. So if you want to do something, just do it. <laughs> that is a huge lesson because I feel like I didn't learn that until maybe a year ago. Yeah. You know, I, I think I heard someone else say it a couple of years ago. Uh, I think I was talking about school or something. Um, and they were saying, Ayana, you do realize like time is going to continue anyway. So let's say you do start school now. Like, I mean, you'd be finished by this point or by this specific point. They said the, the time and they said, but if, even if you didn't, then what would you be doing in between that time? You just be in working. Meantime, so yeah. it's like, it's like either way, like the time is the time. It's going to take up the time. So yeah. like, just do it now if you want to do it. It's a really eye-opening moment when you realize that time waits for nobody. And yeah, that it's going to continue. Life, I think that it's almost the, like, allowing your ego to die mm -hmm. to realize that the world does not revolve around you. Yeah. I think that we grow up kind of thinking that the world revolves around us. We grow up with, like, people around us that might praise us and push us up and then mm -hmm. even if we even then we're the main characters in our story no it was the opposite for me <laughs> yeah it was opposite it for was the opposite for me it, but it's crazy i wanted to be invisible i didn't want to exist in this world i was like bro this is exhausting i don't want to adult i don't want to be here i just want to wither or i just want to be somewhere in the countryside where nobody knows me and this was before even all this Stupid. That's crazy. Yeah, I was just like, I just don't want any part of it. But and and I was okay with kind of just doing nothing. Yeah. I wanted to do nothing. Yeah, and I was on the opposite end because it's the dreams. It's it's the dreams, but it was also me growing up as an only child, and yeah. it's crazy because I was talking to the high schoolers about this that like when we're when kids are little and they're babies, yeah, they just it's natural that we receive so much praise, mm. and so as we get older, we still kind of crave that experience like you you have been the main character and so then when life starts to little by little show you you're not the main character you're not the main character like I life is gonna go life on is showing me i feel like that's definitely your experience i did not get a lot of praise as a kid yeah i had it was I was just, an only child but it was just it was not a it wasn't thing. the same it experience. was not the same at all yeah it was more I so like that. girl shut up <laughs> i literally in all of my home videos it is my family just like recording me and like, yeah, Kayla, just sing the song and, and stuff like that. And so I know that's not every kid's experience, but I know a lot of kids might experience that time period when they're growing mm -hmm. up and their parents are just so fixated on them. Yeah. And so then once you start to realize like nobody is worried about you anymore, it's almost <laughs> like, wow, I don't matter. Damn. I don't matter. That must have been a real hard realization. I mean... It is, but it isn't because it kind of naturally happens over time. That's crazy. I I think I had a the the hard part was me realizing I do matter. And mm, I had, it's the reverse. I, yeah, where the, you had to pour that into yourself. Yeah, it's like I can take up space. It's okay for me to dream. It's okay for me to you know hope for things. Well, that's where I meet back 
up with you yeah. in that because once I had to earn, unlearn that I don't matter to everybody, I yeah. had to figure out how to give it to myself. Yeah. And that was the part that was hard when you're so used to external praise. Yeah. How do you internally praise yourself when other people are not giving it to you? That is hard. And be able to be self-motivated when you don't receive I it. I saw someone said something about uh, putting your self-worth in anything other than like just you being you is a dangerous game. Mm -hmm. So like putting your self-worth in even your actions or the things that you do for people or the things that people do for you or how people see you or how people feel about you. like mm -hmm. Or even how you feel about yourself in the moment is yeah. a dangerous game. It reminds me of... Um, <laughs> Did you see that video of that pastor who preached about a uh, Victoria Monet song? Oh, yes, my mama. I so did. it reminds me of that and how he said that she was uh, in the midst of just like postpartum depression and not mm -hmm. feeling good about herself. And she wrote that song to feel to, good about herself. To say, like, I mean, but even still, like, on my mama, I look good as fuck. Mm -hmm. And I'm that bitch. Period. Because it is what it is. Period. Regardless of how you feel in the moment. And I think I think that's what true self-worth is in understanding, like, you know, accepting all pieces of yourself and being comfortable with all pieces of yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, loving yourself enough to accept that, but then also loving yourself enough to want more. Yeah. That was one of the things that I actually wrote down was that I wish, something I wish that I could give to my younger self was... um knowing and realizing my worth. Yeah. Um, because of everything that you were saying, it was so tied up in everybody else. It was yeah. so tied up in how people saw me. It was so tied up in how I performed in things. Yeah. Um, but not so much just the things that I liked and I valued about myself, because if I found that other people didn't value or like those things, it made me look back mm -hmm. at myself like, oh, this is bad or this is yeah. negative. And I think that it took for me Kind of going, I really think it kind of took for me going through what I went through with my parents. What, recently or when you- Yeah, like us kind of having a falling out at oh, that man. point in time and realizing when I was kind of fighting with them and I was pushing back, once yeah. I finally started standing up for myself, I was realizing like- even though you all are my parents and you all have given me so much, yeah. these are the things that I value in myself as an adult. Yeah. And this as is an what individual. I'm going to, yeah. And this is what I'm going to accept because I mean, us growing up when, when we were growing up, now kids are able to kind of like vocalize about yeah. their worth and stuff, but that was not a thing. <laughs> Bruh, you can say There was no self-worth. You are the child. And shut up. And shut up. And I'm like, yes, ma'am. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> I won't say nothing. No, I'm not going to say no anything. No opinions, no choices, no nothing. Yeah. So when you grow into adulthood where you yeah. finally like that's the place where you get the freedom yeah. to define things for yourself and what your worth is and things you will and won't accept that was yeah. kind of when I came to those realizations like ooh, like I don't like this I don't yeah. like being treated like this and also I like these things about myself that you're telling me are negative things about yeah. myself yeah the next wait the next thing that I put was put yourself first over these niggas <laughs> Period. I just think that, and you, I think that we relate on this because I know your background too, but I put so much stock into relationships yeah. and finding the one because of the lack of self-love that I had with myself. I was in search constantly of this unconditional love, this undying love that would heal me from the inside out. Yeah, And I think that because of that, I 
a lot of times, like I remember in high school, I lost a lot of friends because I had friends that were focused on themselves mm-hmm. while I was focused on trying to basically build a marriage in high school. No. And it's like, <laughs> child, if you don't just live for a little bit, like I missed out on having a lot of deeper bonds in my younger years yeah. because of the fact that I couldn't pour into them the way that I should have at that time. Because you were um, focused on romance. Yeah. And I didn't realize, though, that the if if I would have known this that the basis of any type of relationship is friendship. Yeah, And so you can't even build a romantic relationship if you don't know how to be a real friend. I actually learned that in my romantic relationships, but the my two most serious relationships were with people that I had known since I was a kid. Mm. And so that's where I learned the power and the just understanding how important friendship actually is. Mm-hmm. It wasn't through the actual friendships that I had because those weren't as deep. Mm. Um, but being best friends with the those two people that I was dating um, is what kind of taught me like, this is what I crave. I want this yeah. kind of relationship. I mean, romantically, yes, but also just in general, I want to. Yeah. I want best friends. But even then, like, I was always one of those girls uh, growing up because uh, I was also taught like you don't trust women. Don't oh. you like? Yeah. So I'd grow up like being like, yeah, I don't want to be friends with women. Like they're just they're just too much work. Like it's too catty. Blah blah blah. Meanwhile, I hadn't even really tried. But nonetheless, that's I'm, so crazy. Because remember, Doctor Joy yeah. brought that up when we were doing our yes. thing. So. That sounds like I relate to that. Yeah. I remember my grandma would tell me that all the time. Wow. Yeah. You don't trust these women, Ayana. That's so crazy. They'll stab you in the back. I'm like, what? (laughs) That's crazy. But I mean, there's a lot of women that just don't have good experiences Mm -hmm. with other women and having friendships with them. So, and I think that, you know even though it comes from a good place that they think that they're trying to protect you by telling you that it's just a narrative that's not true across the board. Just like saying, you know, all men suck. Like, yeah, yeah, maybe a good portion of them, but (laughs) it's not everybody. It's not every single guy out there that sucks. Yeah. What you got? Um, Let's see. Oh, I actually wrote down because I remember during that period where I actually didn't have friends. I put, there's nothing wrong with not having a lot of friends at the moment. Mm. You're selective (gasps) and there's nothing wrong with that. But also be open to trying. I wrote something down like that. I'm trying to find it. Um, Okay. Okay. I put down, you don't need everyone to like you. You just need your core people. Ooh, come on. Oh, I actually wrote something down like that too. Where'd it go? Oh, no, it was a little different than that. <laughs> What'd you put? I put learn how to truly not care what people think aside from those closest to you. Mm. And then I put, and that's even on you a know, case by case basis. <laughs> yeah. So but more importantly. But it's really good what you said though, because I think a lot of times people take pride in feeling like they shouldn't care what anybody thinks but about that's them. Not healthy. But that's it's not it's healthy. Not healthy. It's and not it's healthy. not realistic. It's like not. it is human for us to like for people that we deeply care about yeah. to care about at least what they think of us. Like yeah. because of the fact that you handpick these people and they're valuable to you, their opinions should be they valuable. They should be valuable. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, so wait, uh, aside from those closest to you, I said, and even then that's a case by case basis, but more importantly, what I meant by case by case is learn to trust your intuition and the difference between your intuition and fear. 
Oh, okay. Go deeper into that. The difference between intuition and, and fear. fear. Oh, uh, for example, during the show, even when I was having hesitancies about Jared, I kept pausing and be like, Ayana, that's because you're traumatized. Like mm-hmm. you're not, you're not seeing clearly because like, you know, you're just scared. You're mm-hmm. afraid. Meanwhile, it was actually my intuition. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I think through that experience, because it was so extreme, it taught me pretty quickly, like, okay, now I see what the the feeling, the what difference is, what feels like. What is the like. feeling that you get that's different between your intuitive nature versus like your gut being afraid and trying to tell you something? I think now um, I just know how to question myself when I'm feeling that way. It's like, okay, if this is fear-based, what could the fear be? Mm-hmm. And why would you be feeling that way? Is there true uh fear because of things that you've seen like Mm -hmm. things that you've picked up because usually with intuition it's not just like a random feeling it's like i've seen snippets just snippets of something that i'm already assuming or might possibly be assuming Mm -hmm. or seeing um and the combination of seeing small snippets in someone's character or just like small moments that don't seem like anything but like with in combination with other things like okay i feel like this isn't the best move to have you this person in my life yeah so it's almost like the separation between like what is fact and what is feeling yeah the feelings that you get about things that like maybe uh, narratives and assumptions that you're creating yeah. based upon nothing yeah. versus the things that are actual factual. It's like, no, this person said this and mm-hmm. this is a red flag yeah. and I need to pay attention to it. Pretty much. That's good. I've just, I've never to. even thought about that really? fear versus intuition. No, I haven't. Even though I think it's something that has been a pretty big theme in my life because of the fact that I am an intuitive person. Yeah. Um, And with me being intuitive, but also I am a very worried person. Yeah. I constantly worry about things. And so it's a, because of those two things being like at their most heightened states, most of the time, it's hard for me to decipher. And that's the reason why it just takes me a long time Mm. to really think about things. Like I am a very indecisive person because of that. Cause I'm trying to sort through like, are you sure you're indecisive or you just need more time to like figure it out? Okay. I'm indecisive. I go, I think that it might be a big, um, a mix of both. Yeah. But I think that I can be very indecisive with things. I go back and forth yeah. a lot. Yeah. Um, and maybe that indecisiveness is there because I need more time to figure it out. You know, yeah. maybe if I have the pressure on me to make a quick decision, it's harder for me to do that um, because I need to like really sit. I mean, on I it. feel like that's fair though. Um, I feel like that's fair and that's normal. I don't even know if that's indecision though. Even because even when I think about that situation, like, I think I at least three times contemplated whether I was going to end it or not. And mm-hmm. I kept saying like, oh, I'm just not going to spend the night at his house or I'm, mm-hmm. do you remember that? Yeah. Um. But even that like felt like indecision, but I think I just, I just didn't want to make any major moves until like I had more time to figure and to see things through. So yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Just as long as eventually you come to a point of clarity. Yeah. I think I do. It just takes me some time. Yeah. Unless it's something that I feel very strongly about, then it's Mm. just like, no, like done. That's another thing. I didn't write that down, (laughs) but learning how to not be a people pleaser is a big thing that I would have told my younger self because I felt like, well, I kind of wrote 
something about that. Like I wanted people to like me mm-hmm. so much. Like I didn't want to be on anybody's bad side. Yeah. And so it caused me to kind of like shift forms all the time when I'm around people. And that's why I also had a hard time loving myself because who is myself? Oh, like I'm this different version of myself around all these different people so I that you. I can be the most presentable and palatable to them yeah. versus me just being me. And if it doesn't jive with somebody and being okay with that. Like it is what it is. And so I'm at that point in my life now where I'm like, what you see is what you get. I don't know what to tell you. I love that. Yeah. I just sit back and watch. I'm more of an observer now, like Mm -hmm. just kind of seeing how everything is. Yeah. I think that's good. "Mm." I I always uh, promote (coughs) being an observer. I think some people just have and some people can't do it. Uh, But I I mean, I think being an observer is like really um, important, at least for me. Even when it comes down to the intuition and fear thing, Mm -hmm. um, it was that... um, that session I had with the MBTI people. Is yeah. it MBTI? Yeah. MBTI people. Because I thought I was intuitive. And they're like, no, you're technically not intuitive. You're observant. And you notice very small, minute things or what seem like really minute things. Mm-hmm. And you just come to an um come to a conclusion based off of your observations. It's yeah. not intuition. And I was like, It's oh. so crazy because I wonder, I, I can't remember what you said. Did they did they say that those things can kind of shift over time? Like Mm-mm. and that's the part that's like weird because I feel like I am distinctly a different version of myself now than what I used to be. So the way that they described it is like you are who you are. Like if if you're right handed, that's your go to. Now you can learn to write, be ambidextrous and write with your left. However, your reflex will always mm. be to use your right hand. Yeah, I feel like my ref- my reflex when it comes to intuition or being observant. I feel like I go with my intuition because even I was talking the other day to my Nana and her neighbor came over and I was explaining to her about how I know Mm -hmm. that this field is not for me. Mm -hmm. And she was like giving me all these things. It's like very practical, yeah. logical things. And I'm just like, Mm-mm. no. It's like, but in my gut. I don't feel it. In my like, gut. <laughs> I feel like it's time now. Like I want to, maybe one day when I can uh, like really afford it, I'll pay for them to to do your thing. That's crazy. Why would you do that? Well, because I think you'd really enjoy it. And I think you would really benefit from it. Because they also go through a phase of not just like telling you how you think, how you process things, but also they uh, they tell you the best ways for you to learn and how you can best grow. Yeah, that is really helpful. Ima- so Imani had me, she sent me something today that she wanted me to take and I did it. Uh-huh. It's like a body graph. Mm. It's called body graph. And it's kind of difficult to decipher. So she had to, I just sent it to her and she told me what it meant. But it was very on point. And she was telling me about how I'm a generator. And Mm. she was like, you're a generator and you have a very hard time with with deciding what you're going to do. She was like, your life is supposed to be about trial and error. Like you're going to try things and then move forward. And she was like, it makes it feel like you don't know what you want to do with Mm -hmm. your life. But really, it's just that you're meant to try out so many different things. And I was just like, See? wow, that's crazy. And that's crazy. why I'm like, it's not indecision. I don't think there's indecision at all. I think it's just you're feeling it out. Yeah, I really do. And I've always been like that. I remember even as a kid, I would tell my parents, like they would advise me of things and I would hear them, yeah. but I just had to try it for myself. I'm like, I hear you and I understand what you're saying and I I receive it and I'm going to keep it in the back of my mind, but like mm-hmm. I have to do it because 
everybody's situation doesn't exactly pan out that way. And I know that it's not typical. The majority, it will probably go the way that you're saying, but like there's a minority in there that Mm -hmm. it could work out for. And so I would just try and a lot of times follow my face and I just be like, well, I tried it. The I I feel like even when I wrote down that thing of um like you don't have to have all of life figured out ever. My mm-hmm. mom is such a good example of that mm-hmm. because I mean she went to undergrad to be a wedding planner, mm-hmm. ended up majoring in something else, mm-hmm. and then worked at like Gap and stuff for a minute, and then decided she wanted to go to law school. She went to law school. She finished finished law school at a really good school, UGA, graduated and then uh, worked for a court of appeals and like worked at a, a, in insurance or some shit. And then she was like, actually, I want to change it up. Started a business, became a flight attendant. And, and now she's like a liaison between the government and Delta. And like so my cool. mom is just constantly evolving, constantly yeah. adapting. And she's like, I don't want to do this anymore. And then just do something else. I love that because I feel like I'm going to be that person. Yeah. And it's crazy because I wrote something down about this. Yeah. And I wrote down about how it's not a bad thing to have multiple interests and talents pour into all of them. Yeah. And I've always been looked at very critically and negatively for having multiple interests. Like I remember growing up, somebody in my family were like, um, do you know the saying like, um, Jack of all trades, master of none. Oh my God. And I would try my hand at all these different things. And it really discouraged me from doing that because of hearing that I'm like, dang, like I need to pick. I need I to used pick to hear that same thing growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, but that I feel like they just come from a different generation where they it's like do. you pick one thing and that's it. Yeah. You work that for the rest of your life. Well, I still make my family stressed out because of how all over the place I always Girl. am. But my but I feel like my dad and my stepmom have grown so much because I sat down recently and I was talking to my stepmom about wanting to my desire to change fields and she was like there's nothing wrong with that she was like people change fields all All the the time time. she was like that is not anything that's negative or bad she was like you're trying to figure it out she was like i and we were talking about how when i was back in high school Mm -hmm. i was split between going into broadcast journalism Mm -hmm. or like in public relations marketing type of stuff or counseling it was always those two vastly different fields and they were like well if you do counseling you're gonna have to do a lot of school and that's why i picked going the communications route bro that's crazy that you said that because i remember when i went to undergrad and i wanted to major in psychology that's what i wanted to do and then my mom convinced me to do biology because she's like you're not going to make any money you're going to have a hard time like blah blah finding a job blah 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 and i was like okay so i was a bio major for like two years i can't even imagine bro i could i didn't take not one bio class but ended up taking (laughs) four chemistries what make it make sense that's so and then when i changed my major then they're freaking out they're like oh you don't know what you're doing you don't know what's going on meanwhile i'm doing what i want to do to begin with that's so crazy this is what go with your intuition go with your go intuition with your intuition every bro. single time anyways so one of one of, another thing that i wrote down was uh sometimes life doesn't turn out how you expect and that can end up being the best thing that's ever happened to you mm, that's so real okay i have something that kind of goes along with that mm-hmm. it's a little more specific mm-hmm. but um i put down that losing your mom will feel like the world is ending, but it will turn out, it will turn into one of your greatest strengths of sensitivity and will help you to understand spirituality on another level. Wow. And I feel like that's kind of tied into what you're saying because obviously nobody wants to experience that. It's 
the most heart wrenching thing you could ever go through. Yeah. But I feel like I've grown so much because of losing her. Like the person I was prior to my mom passing versus who I am now are yeah. two wildly different people. Like I was a troll and now I'm not as much of a troll. It changed and you. It changed me. And I also feel like I I really <laughs> got so in touch with spirituality yeah. through losing my mom because, and I've said this before, but when you lose somebody that's that close to you, it really helps you to realize that we're just in a realm. Yeah. And when you love somebody that deep, it goes beyond the realm that you're experiencing. Yeah. So it just, it taught me so much. Like yeah. it's still the worst thing ever that's happened to me, but I was able to find the beauty in it as I got older and mm -hmm. like what I've learned from it and what, what it was meant to turn me into from yeah. that negative experience. I love that. What do you feel like yours meant to you when you wrote down about how life doesn't always turn out how you want? Um, I mean, I think I was thinking about my divorce. Yeah. Or even doing the show at all. Mm. Um, yeah. Or even moving to a different state. All the things. All the things. Yeah. Everything. Every crazy decision I made in the last decade. And I've made a lot. <laughs> and I feel like though. Or even, or even, or, oh, or even. Actually. More importantly, uh, getting out of that relationship with my first Voldemort. Yeah. I think that's when the the true shift in me really started. Yeah. Um, Cause that, that did a lot for me. It's so crazy how encounters with people or lack thereof completely changes your entire existence. So there's this thing that my Bishop used to say where he'd say like, if you're praying for something, most likely your prayer is going to come in the form of a person. Mm. He said a person will completely shift your life, change your trajectory um, or take you off path. So mm -hmm. like you have to be careful with the people that you're, you know, that kind of goes with the conversation that we wanted to have and we'll still do it at one point, but about guarding your heart yeah, and how you have to be so very careful about the people that you allow so close to you yeah. and you let them into the openness and the fullness of who you are because they have the power to completely destroy you yeah. if they wanted to. That's you know, I feel like. I wish what I really do wish I had known uh, when I was younger is that approach every relationship as if it's like dating. So friendships yep. as well. Don't invest so quickly. Yeah, It's okay to take your time and to like try to get to know this person in their character and see them in different phases of time before, you know, calling that person your best friend because like you never know who people truly are nope. or even if you guys are compatible because there's co compatibility in friendship too. Mm -hmm. So you have to give it time. And then um, understanding the levels of that. I think yeah. that was a thing I had a very hard time with yeah. when I was growing up. I, I was like call everybody my best friend type. Yeah. And my dad used to tell me all the time, you don't like, they're not, your, not best your best friend. <laughs> He's like, you have one, maybe two best friends. Yeah. That's it. He was like, you don't get to have that's 10 facts. best friends, Kayla. That's, that's not facts. how that works. Yeah. And I had such a hard time with that. I'm like, but they are my best friend. He's like, you're going to see. He's like, those people won't be around 10 years from now. You're not going to even know who that is anymore. So that's crazy. it's just, it's a very wild experience when you have to kind of come to that realization of like separating your friendships into levels. You know how I also realized that uh, is through other people's experience because there's been so many times, so many times, my my parents included, where they'll look back at their wedding photos mm -hmm. and they'll be like, wow, girl, I'm not really friends with any of these I, people Look, anymore. everybody, everybody prepared me for that. <laughs> 
before I got married and yeah. they told me they were just like, just so you know, yeah, you're not everybody that you have with you is not going to be the people that come with you like in every season, in every of, your season of your life yeah. and be good with that because it is what it is. Like, and that, that was mind blowing to me. I'm just like, wow. Because but you, it's like, but yeah, because you can't imagine life outside of what Literally. is in front of you. Literally. So you, you just don't know. And you're just like, you can't imagine what, what could possibly happen. Yeah. How could, how could that ever happen? But I think that because I've had such, um, major friendship losses, yeah. I can, I can accept and allow things to flow for me yeah. a little easier now than what I used to. And I think that that's beneficial because then it doesn't have to turn into a complete breakdown. Um, it's crazy that you say that. So one of the things that I wrote down is learn to let go without taking things so personally. That, that lesson about not taking things personally is still one that I'm mastering. <laughs> Because that shit is hard. Because <laughs> what the fuck? That shit is hard as fuck. It is. That shit is so hard. It's really hard. But I ch- I think I do a better <laughs> job now because I check myself internally. So yeah. a lot of times I might feel things and I just, I let my emotions pass. Like I yeah. let them just kind of go as they may. And I just, if I do take it personal for a second, I try to be realistic with myself. Like, is this about you? Yeah, I think I think I I well I know for a fact I'm getting better cuz even with the situation ship and like how that ended I was just like okay but but I don't I don't have to personally feel like I'm being rejected. Yeah. Um like it, it's just incompatibility or it's yeah. just this, you know, and I but before I would have such a hard time letting go of romantic relationships. Yeah. I would be in the in the depths of of hell and I'd still be like, no. Yeah. No, you're not going anywhere. I used to do that stuff too, but and then but my issue more so, I feel like was would be after the fact because then I would still be talking shit. Like (laughs) How is it that we have reconciled and we're okay, but I'm still talking shit? You be like, throwing jabs? I'm, yeah. Like, oh, I that love means throwing jabs. I'm taking stuff personally. Like, why am I still mad? <laughs> and especially, because, like, I told you that, I, like, after after relationships ended, I would sit and have these conversations. And I'd be like, okay, yeah, we're good. We've, like, apologized. Yeah. And then if the person come up, I'd be like, that nigga. <laughs> Like, what are you mad about? <laughs> Let it go, girl. Let it go. It's fine. It's not. It's Let not it a big go. deal. Like, okay, Asia my hardest, <laughs> my hardest lesson. The last one I'll say is that um, life is cyclical, and if you don't get it the first time, then you'll have to try again until you master it. Oh, because I feel like so many lessons oh. and the experiences that I have <laughs> in life they they pop up again. Just with different characters yeah. in the place of the same problem. It's just the same issue presenting itself. Like, okay, you didn't master it this time. I'm going to, God's like, I'm laying it back on a platter for you again. Let's try this one more time. Let's see if you get it right this time. Yeah. The thing is, is like, if you have a certain wound in yourself, you're going to keep attracting the same stuff mm-hmm. until you heal that wound. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just a fact of the matter. But I mean, I also right now, everything is a journey. It's not as simple as an uphill climb. Nope. There is no such thing as having it all figured out. Nope. It's not the formula of life. That's not how life works. It's not. Because. It's always going to be another mountain. Oh, okay. I'm always going to want to make it move. 
It's always going to be an uphill right. battle. Sometimes we're going to have to lose. Okay. Ain't right. about how Ooh, y'all fast really I going get right there. Ain't about what's waiting, waiting on the other side. <laughs> what she say? It's the clock. <laughs> Bro, Miley Cyrus was putting us on game. I couldn't even conceptualize the words. Bro, we've watched her really like go through a lot. Yeah, she's been through... There needs to be a whole study on Miley Cyrus. And Britney Spears. Oh, yeah. Well, they're starting to do they're that Because they're both now. child uh, stars. Yeah, they're starting to Britney do that with poor child Spears. stars. I know, honestly. all of them. They need to do a whole study on Disney stars. Facts. And what... Their lives. No, facts. facts. All dis Most... Well, I won't say all. Most Disney stars have had Not some Zendaya. type of scandal. Who? Not Zendaya. Not Zendaya. Not Zendaya. That's our girl. That's my girl. But yes, most of them, something has happened. I remember the biggest scandal when I was a child Uh-oh. was when Selena Gomez what? nudes dropped. I was like, she had nudes. Yes. <gasps> oh, I was with Justin shook. Bieber. No. Oh. Wait, not Selena Gomez. It wasn't Selena Gomez. It was oh um, Vanessa Hudgens. Vanessa Hudgens. Oh my god, it was so scandalous. That was, was so the most scandalous, scandalous it shit was so ever. Scandalous. I, was I was like. like oh. <gasps> We're just children. <laughs> You're sending your naked body to Zach Efron? I, it was crazy. I thought that shit was wild. It was very wild. But you know what? It's, it's life. I mean, I've done it. We've all done it. I did it when I was in middle school. I don't know what the hell I was thinking. In middle school? Yeah, I, I took my grandma's phone. I didn't have a phone at the time. <laughs> I didn't have a phone at the time. Your grandma's phone to take news. Because he, he sent it, he was like, "Now your turn." I was like, "Uh, okay." <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know what was normal, so <laughs> I took a picture and I sent it. I feel like when I was younger, I I think I did something like that, but it wasn't. I was always scared of like full blown naked nudes yeah like that always terrified like full body? me yes i just didn't want my face in it. <laughs> but i'm saying like just being naked like oh like completely naked. Naked. i used to be so scared of that i'm like no but i can't be butt booty naked like maybe you get a little bra action with a little nah. with my little a cup bra out. no because now i'm not doing that even now i want to do that unless like it's my husband period. maybe no period because i told marcus i'm like look <laughs> When when we when we get married, that's when you unlock certain things. Cause there was certain things that I learned. I can't see, I can't say what I want to say on here, but some stuff happened to me when I was in college oh, and I've been traumatized. Oh, no. Traumatized. Oh, oh no, Kayla. Yeah. So because of that, I had to tell him, look, these things are off limits until we get married. No, I feel that. Because I just I can't risk another scandal. I feel that. I didn't have anything scandalous happen to me, but it was the opportunity of scandal oh. that, that terrified me. Yeah, that'll do it. Yeah, that that will sum it up. Wow. Well, let's move on. Okay. To, we're wrapping it up? Oh. Okay. Well, that's all we got, folks. Wait, let me say one last tidbit. You ready? Okay. You Go ready? ahead. You ready? I'm, I'm the hit with ready. this. The most important relationship you'll ever have is with yourself. Point blank, period. Period. Because if you don't have a relationship with yourself, you can't have a relationship with anybody. Can we just call this episode Note to Self? <laughs> oh, that's cute. And we can use J. Cole's song, Note to Self. <laughs> Love that. Okay, everyone. Well, that's all we have for all of our little sisters out there. We hope that this helped you and we hope that you can at least note our advice. We know that you don't always take advice because I don't always take advice, but keep these things in the back of your mind as you're going through your journey process. Um, 
And for everybody else, we hope that you can relate and you have heard something that resonates with you. Um, we are on TikTok at fill in the blank pod. Mm-hmm. I'm on TikTok. I've been TikToking, y'all. Whoop, whoop. That girl been active. I've been super active on, on the talk, on the TikTok. Love that. Talk. So you can find me at it's it's still it's k.g, but I had to add an extra y at the end of k-a-y because my username was taken on there. Oh no. Yeah. So it's k-a-y-y dot g on TikTok. Ayana, you be on the on the TikTok tac toe. What? Kayla? TikTok. On Instagram and TikTok, it's Ayana.amore. And then for Instagram for fill in the blank, we are filling the blank underscore and I am it's k dot g on the ig all righty well that's all we got for you we love you guys and we will catch you next time love you bye